The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We are live uh, going across the world from quite a few places. Here, I'm here in the channel right now. I didn't make it to the studio. Ken is in ATL. Rich is in Virginia getting ready for a football game on Tuesday night. Uh, what the word? 888-346-9144. If you want to call in and join the show, or you can hit us up on our fan page on uh, at Facebook. Uh, what's up, fellas? What's going on with you? I don't know. What's up? I don't know. I think we all sound alike. That, that three-day weekend, we all sound like we uh, <laughs> need, need, need another day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, two, more days, two more days to recuperate. Two more days? Yeah, can we? You go hard, though. Two more days right up. You probably will need two more days. <laughs> yeah, I'm what's just going to ready for a JV game tonight. Well, you guys play on Tuesday night. Huh? Didn't y'all just play Friday night, or was, or was it last Tuesday? We played Thursday. We played last Wednesday JV, but they scheduled us a Tuesday night JV game. I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm the JV it. head coach, so I got to, you know, make sure that yeah. we have all my ducks in a row. Okay, so you about to get uh, – so right after you get off this, you about to go You about to go line everything up. Yeah, I got to get all my play calls and, you know, all my stuff ready for the night, get everything laminated. You know how I do. So uh, the guys lost, but it wasn't as bad as it seemed last uh, last well, week. Yeah, we lost fifty-five twenty. It wasn't as bad as it seemed. The score wasn't dictated of what the game was. You know, mental mistakes, mental breakdowns on special teams. Uh, you know, we we spot the team twenty-one nothing first quarter. We come back. You know, we get a long touchdown pass, and then we get a um a pick six. So we're up. 20, they're up, they're up 21-14, and then all of a sudden we let them get an 80-yard kickoff return back, not running in our lanes, not wow. staying in our lanes, following the same color. All the basic stuff that we teach on kickoff yeah. that these kids should have known from two, three, four years ago, you know. Um, yeah. And then they just, you know, they get a pick six, they get a, a block punt, uh, just mental mistakes across the board. It wasn't physical mistakes. It was just mental mistakes, and you can't have the mental mistakes because mental mistakes cost you points. And, that, and that's like frustrating too because you, you, State, huh? I said that's frustrating because you teach that uh, every day, and you got to realize you're dealing with some kids who has a whole lot other stuff going on than football. No, they don't. I don't know what no, don't. I don't know what could be going on during a game. Which well, they don't have about. anything going on because they don't go back. They didn't go back to school to the day, so they ain't having they nothing going on. Day. Oh so yeah, that's right. Cute. Back home is like uh, Labor Day. That, that first day of school is the next day. Right. So yeah. there wasn't no excuse of why mentally they made mistakes. Hmm. I don't want to hear that one. I mean, I can understand that they were in school. They had te- all of them had tests or ASVABs or SATs or something like that, but that ain't until the spring. So there was no excuse. Four weeks, all they had to do was worry about football. Eat, sleep, football. Eat, sleep, football. That's the only three things they had to worry about. Win that first game and be done with it. Get on the little road, huh? 
Yeah, and that's it. But that ain't what they want to do. They want to joke around and practice, not pay attention to what's going on. And then when a number gets called, they go out there and don't know what they're doing. So I, I, really, I, I remember some of that because I got about six seniors playing JV tonight. Six what? Six seniors playing JV tonight. How can you do that? Seniors can't play JV. Yeah, they can. Ain't no rule book say they can't play JV. That's all. That's all. That's what they don't want the senior. Well, that's the that's a uh, grandfather rule that seniors shouldn't play JV. But you know what? If you don't get playing time on Fridays and you ain't doing what you need to do in practice, you're not just taking up a number with us. We got to see what you can do. If you can't do what you need to do, I've never heard uh, of some seniors playing JV football for real. Yeah. I don't know. All right, well, I'm gonna check that out. I got uh, that's that is interesting. I've never heard that ever. Well, you know, if you're not doing what you need to do in practice, you're not getting any game time. You're just not gonna occupy a uniform. You gotta put in some kind of work to make yourself better. Because you're not uh, making yourself better in practice. You're not making your teammates better in practice. Okay. All right. Well, we 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 follow uh, Mount Vernon. See what they're doing. See what's going on with the six seniors uh, playing next this, tonight. Ken, what's in the ATL? What's going on? Oh, man, you know, it's uh, football season around here. You know, this is the SEC country, and, you know, this is just uh, uh, SEC football is just, is just up and going right now. And uh, the, the, the battle of the miles has begun around here, and that's all I've been dealing with all weekend. Yeah, did you guys watch that um, Virginia Tech boys game last night? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was probably one of the best games of the whole weekend right there. It was, but you know what, Virginia Tech, every time you prevent yourself from uh, – they stopped moving down the field where they thought they had two minutes, they was going to punt it away, and then they was going to play great defense. Boise State has been Boise State for the past five years. People keep sleeping on them. They're not number three in the country for, for nothing. Well, These guys are well coached. They good defense all game, so what makes them think they're going to start playing now? Right. They will, Boise State is well coached. They've been, um, they have a whole lot to prove because they should have had one or two national championships uh, for the past four or five years, or at least played in a uh, more BCS games than they have. But Virginia Tech, uh, two minutes left, man, they don't make a move. They don't even get a first down. The uh, quarterback leaves the ball short with a guy wide open across the middle, and then he overthrows one. Uh, I, don't, I didn't understand the play calling because I should – with the last series that Virginia Tech had, they should have ate up half of the field, half of the 10 yards, and then take a shot. And then they was going to have two more downs anyway. You had to go for four – you had to go on four downs. So eat up the first play, eat up some of that 10 yards, then take a shot downfield. Then you got two plays to get at least five yards. I, I think that was bad coaching strategy on uh, uh, Frank Beam and his staff in the final seconds when you needed, when you needed to win a game that was uh, at home. And they played in D.C., but it was a Virginia atmosphere, a Virginia crowd. But, boy, they, they fans do travel now. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You are Tech fans will travel. The problem I have with the game is, number one, you know, Virginia Tech special teams didn't play up the par like they should have played. Um, never never have you seen them get a block punt. Very seldom does uh, somebody's other special teams do something good on Virginia Tech special teams. Right. But overall, good. overall, it was probably, you know, that's you know, that's probably the best game. You know, that's going to be a hard uh, – this weekend coming up is probably the best week in college football besides – Rivalry week, the last three weeks of the season, this weekend coming up. But I think it was a great way for college football to kick off the season with this kind of game. You know, Boise State making a mark for themselves in the out of the WAG conference. You know, uh, small school in the top three. There's no reason why they can't be in the top two after beating up on Virginia Tech like they did last night. 
Um, Virginia Tech just, you know, you only got, what, eight seniors across the board um, playing totally, four on offense, four on defense. They still talented enough to win that that game last night. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so um, but then uh, they, they, uh, you know, Boise State returning 19 players. I mean, this team was on a 27 game win streak and didn't lose a game all year. I mean, the, you know, I mean that was very, very, very good uh, coaching uh, from uh, uh, head coach over there because he he had these boys coming into a hostile environment. I mean, half that 80 percent of that crowd was Virginia Tech. They came in poised. Uh, veterans stepped in. They knew they had to come in, settle down. Don't let the crowds get to them, and they did what they need to do to win in a hostile environment. Even when he uh, ended up falling behind after jumping out to a uh, twenty, what is it, twenty to nothing uh, lead, and yeah, 17-26, and still, you know, remain poised, stay in there, and stay and stay, keep their heads in the game, and and then let the crowds get to them, and came back and won it at the end. That, that was very, very good coaching. Right, and I thought when I saw the seventeen zero. Uh, Virginia Tech was, uh, they came out, I mean, both of them came out with the, the greatest, some of the best uniforms I've seen in college in a long time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Those man. Those real the nice. Virginia Tech uniforms off the chain. Yeah, that, you talking about the Tech? Both. The Virginia Tech uh, uniforms just sick. Oh, I know, man. But they came out, and they, they got behind 17. I'm like, like these guys have a, they already ranked 10. They're playing number three. They be fighting an uphill battle from the time um <laughs> from the time they kicked off. And like Rich said, I used to see Virginia Tech make plays on special teams as opposed to giving up plays on special teams. And I don't know what the uh, what was going on with those kids tonight. And regardless, they got four scenes on offense, four on defense. Virginia Tech is a very talented team. I, I, know, I know where half of those guys come from, more than half of those guys come from. And, and they play ball, man. And they, they, they get them from a certain area. Uh, you may get a handful of guys across the country. But these guys were talented enough. It just... If Boise State is destined, if they're destined to do things, then this is the year for them because they ranked number three the first time they've been in top five in years, uh, maybe the first time ever. Uh, but they've, they've ranked number three. They went on a roll and beat a, a pretty good Virginia Tech team. So we will see how this turns out. And I think it's uh, downhill. I think it's uphill for Boise now. Their schedule doesn't get any much harder than that. I think they have one more tough game. I'll have to look at this. Uh, I think they got yeah, one they more got or, Yeah, Oregon State on uh, September 24th. And after that, pretty much there's no more ranked opponents ahead of them. So uh, when you look at the strength of schedule, is it fair to put Boise State in the championship game at the end of the year, even if they went out? Well, I can tell you right now, I bet you they was hoping that Virginia Tech beat them uh, on a road, put uh, Boise State against the Frank Beamer's Virginia Tech team. I bet it, um, the uh, – prognosticators uh, across the country was hoping they win, that Virginia Tech won that game, so they could say, see, Boise State can't be ranked that high. They was looking for every excuse for Boise to fail. And I'm glad they did win that game. Now, I'm a Virginia Tech guy. I'm glad that Boise did win that game because them guys deserved it. What about those fifth-year seniors or those uh, four-year seniors out there that uh, never got a chance to play, and these guys went undefeated, what, two or three times, twice? Yeah. In the past four or five years, and they can't play for a BCS. And their strength of schedule has been an issue. So what they've done now is made them number three in the country. And they've given Virginia Tech, and as Ken said, uh, was it Oregon? Uh, Oregon State, Matt. Oregon State for another for another tester. So if they win those games, they just playing the regular guys they played in their country in their conference before. 
So now they have to play for a national championship. They have to play in one of the top BCS and hope teams around the country lose where they can work their way to that number two spot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we we should see, man. That the um, I, I'm not a huge BCS fan in a way. It's, it's to generate money, but that's the only sole purpose for it to do it. They don't care about these kids who 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 dreamt about playing for a national championship. They didn't get in position, and you tell these kids go win all your football games. Go win your football games, you'll be national champions. Go win your football games, uh, this this net will happen for you. And then when a team like Boise State, and I believe Utah went undefeated one year in that in that situation. In that, Two years when Urban Meyer was there. Right. And they go undefeated, but they can't play for a national championship. If you want to test their strength of schedule, then schedule these guys somebody. You don't have to always – now, granted, they have to play the teams in their conference, but outside of the conference, they don't have to play – uh, Sam Houston State and stuff like that. Just because it's a Division One school and making a Division One opponent like, uh, let's just say somebody from the S- uh, SEC, somebody like that. Right. What about I mean, for you that went undefeated last year and didn't play for the national championship? Who? TCU. Oh yeah, Texas Christian. Yeah, but you got. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. Unfortunately, well, we it's all about break, strength of schedule. Hey, this is uh, Kwame Lassie for Sports. I'm Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to talk about some Reggie Bush and some uh, Writers Cup with Tiger Woods up there. Uh, what you guys' opinion about that? We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds back. Bart. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Also got a minute with Ken coming up. Or oh, Ken, you want to do that this segment, or you want to wait to the next segment? I know you always have some good. We got the coach's corner. Oh, yeah, we get to the next segment. Yeah, okay, we got the coach's corner. I know. The, I know. Let me get to this right here because I I know Coach. He be um, he be flipping out when this subject come up. The Reggie Bush situation where they're talking about taking this guy's Heisman Trophy away. Now USC has already given up theirs uh, because there's some allegations of Reggie Bush taking. Uh, financial uh, taking money while he was a college student, which he should take the money while he's a college student. He did what he was supposed to do for that school. He did what he was supposed to do for that team. He should be paid for it. Not everybody's not guaranteed to go to the National Football League. So now they're talking about taking his. Uh, tro- this is uh, allegedly uh, these the rumors are going around. And the um, the trust the uh, trophy the Heisman Trophy Trust Board said they didn't they didn't know anything about this. So I'm gonna get you guys' opinion on. Should this guy Heisman Trophy be taken away when there's so – it'll be the first time in 75 years, if I'm not mistaken. At the same time, think about all the Heisman uh, Trophy winners that have been in trouble. And the first one coming to mind is O.J. But he still had well, – he, he only had his taken his way because he had to pawn all that stuff off. But what you think about the Reggie Bush situation? I'll start with Coach. Well, my part, you know how I feel about this situation. Man, it's – look, Reggie Bush, the money ready in Reggie Bush's pocket didn't – Stop him from cutting up and breaking ankles the two years he was at USC. Bottom line, he was at USC. If they didn't, that the money, if he gave, if he accepted money, it didn't keep him at USC two more years. He left after the sophomore year. Reggie Bush could have left after his freshman year and been a top five pick. Right. Okay, but he stayed in. So the question I have is why are you going to take away something that this kid actually, he actually earned the high control? Now, I don't, I don't understand how you vacate these 14 wins and how you take wins away, because USC blatantly beat people up on the football field. Mm-hmm. Now, when they talk about kids getting inopportune um, uh, incentives, those incentives, what, it, what are they actually doing to help the kid on the field? Not one thing. Not one, it ain't keeping the kid on the field. It ain't keeping these kids to stay four years. You know, you go back to L.J. Mayo at USC, because he, he didn't make so much money, because he was getting money, an opportunity. They won – 20 games that year, barely made it to the to the tournament. I mean, the U.S. The NCAA just wants a reason to run their mouth and, and to be big brother and run roughshod over everybody. Doesn't make sense to me. And for the, for the Heisman, if they take Brady Bush Heisman away, it'll be stupid. It'll be bad yeah, I, I, and bad publicity for them. Well, I, I agree with that because uh, a lot of kids, I took you an incident. Where, yeah, I went to the University of Kansas. And I kind of, one time, it was a small holiday, like maybe – maybe three or four days or something like that. 
But I was always, I'm living in, I'm from Virginia, so I said, I, I can't go home. We didn't have money like that. So I ended up staying in school to work. But only on a holiday was I able to work to get paid. Like during the other times, you can't, you can't get, the school can't give you money. I'm not going to say who my coach was, but, um, yeah, well, one of the coaches were. But you, kids should get paid in college. I don't, the only reason they can't, they're not getting paid because they're on scholarship. They think the scholarship is enough. So they think it balanced out where you're going to the university or such and such. Well, here's your scholarship right here, and you should be. This is your payment because now you got an opportunity to go out into the world and make money. And I don't think that's necessarily true because a lot of a lot of um, like the world that we live in today, a lot of these degrees don't make any sense. You end up having a degree in something, doing something totally different. And I think most uh, corporations they just want to see you went to school for four or five years, but you have to pay those kids in school because you don't know the outcome. And if they athlete, uh, if they athletes. Then there's no guarantee that all those guys will go to the pros or even get a shot to go to the pros or to the next level. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not a uh, what he did on the field is what he did on the field. That then you didn't get him money on the field. You didn't get him money. This is not the '60s where after the game you shake his hand and there's a $200, there's two hundred dollar, just two hundred dollars in his hand. It's not right. those days. So what what took place? It took place off the field. What he did on the football field, I'm guarantee, I'm positive he wasn't thinking about. Uh, how much the boosters was gonna get him, or how much his agent was gonna get him while he was running the football, catching the football, and doing everything for USC to win on the field. So I, I don't you know what we were taking the trophy away. I don't want to cut you know, but I'm a, I was a, unfortunately I was in a situation at a arena team that our owner was pretty wealthy, very wealthy. And after a certain game, and we had to play a game, my first playoff game, he came in to the locker room on a board and put in put the word 500, the letters 500, with well, the numbers 500, with a dollar sign behind it. So every, if we won that game, he was giving everybody an extra $500, the players, yeah. 22 players on the team. <laughs> and I think that's great. Draft. I think the incentive, the incentive to win is great, man. And that's why these kids do what they do. Uh, they feel like they winning for this university. This university is generating more money than most of these kids will ever get paid. Then these kids should take take a little bit. Uh, from what's going on uh, off the field with, with the scouts and stuff. And I get Ken, Ken uh, your opinion yeah. on that. We got Junior Spivey uh, on the line, by the way. Spivey, what's up? Yeah, hey, day. what's going on? All right. But this is what I have a problem with, Kwame. Uh, not one player is there since Reggie Bush left. So why are you going to punish the players who came afterwards? That That's the only problem I have with uh, If you want to punish Bush for what he did uh, off the field, uh, back then, when he played, you want to give Pat Hayden, you want to give back the Heisman Trophy, give it back to him. But don't punish the players that that, that has nothing to do with it. They came after, who was so on the dream, come to USC, win football games, win championship games, go first round, get an academic scholarship if you don't make it in football, graduate, have, have get a great education. But these players have to be punished for two years something somebody else did off the field. Now, as far as what he did on the field, that's a totally different story. All right, this man came. He was the best player in the football in college football that season. He deserved it. He earned it. Let him keep his Heisman Trophy. If you want to vacate the wins, vacate the wins. Don't can't take away what that man did on the field. Right, and then a lot of the stuff that's happened on the field. Well, I'm sorry, off the field with these players. It's probably we're talking about Reggie Bush, uh, Heisman being possibly taken away from him. But let me say this, and I'll bring you in on that and get your opinion on it. A lot of the stuff these guys 
uh, doing off the field as far as getting money from different entities, different agencies, uh, people, boosters, or whomever. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of times at school where you go to a job and work, but you're really not you know you're not doing any of the work. You're just getting paid because you go to a prestige school like a USC that wins football games or Notre Dame or something like that. Um, but this was set up. This corruption was set up. Uh, to allow, to not to allow uh, players to work to generate and make money other for for themselves, but only for the school. See, they make money for school when they line up on that football field. When they sign those letters of intent, even like, as one of the best high school players in the country, then that's when that um, ticket sales go up. That's when they're like, oh, let me get season tickets. Cause I want to watch this guy play five games at home, and uh, if it's close enough, we can go on a roll and watch this guy play. So once these, they sign these high school all Americans, these five star players. These ticket sales go up for the university because you want to see them play. The ratings go up. The TV ratings go up because teams like USC can generate uh, the revenue to to go get those players and put these guys on TV week in and week out. And that's how they uh, sell them. That's how they use these guys as a recruitment tool to get out there. It's all about money. So the corruption was already set up. So you can't blame the players for getting their part of the money that was, I believe, that's owed to them and not along with their degree and their education. We'll get your opinion on that right now. Man, did you guys see the CD contract that these guys got? They just signed, I think it was a 10- or a 12-year deal to extend them to the year 2024. And it was like a $10.4 billion deal. Don't, don't quote me on that, but it was somewhere around those numbers. Those are some big numbers, man. These college athletes are bringing billions of dollars to, to, to college sports. Billions of dollars, man, you have to. I mean, you look at at the end of the day, man, they're not getting any piece of that. They can't even, they can't even like, merchandise, and they don't even get paid off of the merchandise. They can sell their jerseys. They can put these guys on video games, and they don't give them anything. So they deserve to get paid. That's my take on it. I believe that, too. I remember, uh, I know a lot of you, uh, all you guys probably remember the Bill Walsh game when they came out. Uh, that's when I started playing on video game because I was on the Bill Walsh game, but they didn't have my name. They couldn't put our names because we were college students, and they didn't want to give. If our names go up there, then they would have to pay us, and that's another way of not uh, helping college students out financially by using us to sell these video games. Now, the University of Kansas, I wore number eight, but when you go to that Bill Walsh game and you pick up the University of Kansas, you'll see my number eight. You'll see a, a, a black number eight, uh, and they made sure that everybody – colors and their numbers and their jerseys matched up with each other. But you knew who those players were, but their name wasn't on their jersey. It's not like today where they can put the name on them and these players get paid. Uh, Was your skill level of 72? Say it again. <laughs> was your skill level of 72? No, well, I, was, I think it was a uh, I think it was a 98, Buster. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think I was a 98. Then I was uh, a 100. And then my hands was probably a uh, 112. Well, no, but that's, that's what it is, man. Also, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in about two minutes. I want to get you guys' uh, thoughts on Matt Liner. Was it was it a waste of five years? And and uh, I want to say the Arizona Cardinals, but just National Football League itself. Uh, this guy had great opportunities, and then we got to talk about that Revis signing. Um, uh, the Jets finally got Revis back. I think it was T.J. Hushmanzada to the Ravens. T.J. Hushmanzada went to the Ravens. How did he get released? Didn't he do a long-term deal last year when he left Cincinnati? And um, Oh, yeah, they're still on the hook for $6 million. 
And they, yeah, but exactly. And I was thinking about the signing bonus, which is guaranteed money. Say a lot of a lot of outside people say these guys we make too much money. They we do this, we do that. They don't know these guys are not holding out for no long term deals. They want the signing bonus, which is guaranteed money because like T.J. Husmanzada, a team can cut you any time. If they feel like they don't need you, especially with a new coaching staff coming in, who um, uh, I don't think this guy he's leaving a he's leaving a bad taste in the um, USC's foundation mouth now. But with the new coaching staff coming, he want to bring his players in. So a guy like T.J. Humzada gets left out in the cold, but he gets left out with six million dollars going back to his pockets, going in his pockets. Hey, this is the Kwame Lash of the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We got Julian Spivey on the line. We'll come back in about two minutes. We got a minute with Ken. Uh, I don't know what the coach's corner is going to be like, but we, we'll keep it going. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports.
like to formalize the score sometime. Rich show, although Rich had to leave to go coach a JV game on Tuesday. We got Ken from the ATL, uh, 888-346-9144. If you want to be a part of the show, we got this segment one more after that. Uh, if you want to, if you want to call in, you got something you want to talk about? What's buzzing? Uh, we got Junior Spive on the line, uh, World Series winner Junior Spive with the Diamondbacks. Um, we're going to go to a minute with Ken right now. Uh, we, wanna, we still want to talk about the Matt Liner situation. We still want to may briefly mention about Reeves coming by, but we got a minute with Ken right now. All right, minute with Ken today. It's about my man, uh, Fat Albert. Fat Albert, he wants to go to Washington Redskins and be uh, the richest defensive lineman in NFL. Well, he got it, but didn't live up to the hype. The man came in, refused to play nose tackle in uh, uh, Mike Shanahan's 3-4 scheme, uh, complained so bad about it after he took a $21 check and ran with it and demanded a trade. Well, guess what? I guess Washington Redskins and Mike Shanahan has had enough of his, his, his antics and is getting ready to ship him back where? Back to Tennessee where he came from. Is this a good move or a bad move for Tennessee to take a man back with all the baggage that's going to come along with it? And in return for $21 million that you already invested into Fat Albert. Get you guys to take on that. I don't think he should return anything. They had the money to give it to him, and then you got to remember, um, Shanahan wasn't there when he signed that contract. I think he was under a different coach uh, when he got that deal. Um, but I, you can always go back home. You see a lot of guys doing it around the league uh, at the end of their career, and I'm not saying it's the end of uh, Albert Hainsworth's career, but – some point they like to go back where it's comfortable. It's just like Cheers. You want to go where everybody knows your name. And then Albert Hainworth going back to Tennessee. I think it's a good move for Tennessee, but I think it's going to come with some. I believe, almost positive, it's going to come with some stipulations. We're not going. We're not putting up with the antics that you just portrayed uh, in, in Washington with the Redskins. That also, uh, I think, it hurts the Redskins because those guys. It was an ego battle between Shanahan and uh, Albert Hainsworth. Uh, he didn't want to play in three-four defense. Maybe it's a selfish move because. Three four defense is a very pressure defense where you can get the uh, well you can dictate what happens with the offense and instead of sitting back getting picked away uh, with these plays that the offense runs as far as screens as far as as far as different routes your corners not covering all day I think it was a selfish move because everybody wants to make plays everybody want to hold their weight uh, but at the end of the day it's like who's this light on so Albert Hainsworth yeah. in my opinion uh, I think it's a great move for Tennessee a good move for Tennessee. But it's gonna come with some stipulations where you not those antics are not gonna happen. Twenty one million dollars, put it in your pocket and keep it walking. That's my yeah, opinion. But what can you get back for twenty one million dollars? I mean, you need somebody to fit in that three four scheme right now. Tennessee just does not have the pieces to to give back in a trade that can replace Albert Hainsworth in the middle that's gonna uh, help stop this uh, defense. And as you know it, three four defense, you're gonna be leaving some holes open. You don't got four players right there on the line like you, you would in, in a four three. But in a three four, you got some holes. You need a big body to cover that nose tackle that can go left or right to plug up some holes. And and right now Tennessee doesn't have anybody that can replace an Albert Hainsworth in that scheme. Right. If you got a if you run in that three four, you gotta have some real Smart, aggressive, nasty linebackers that that ho- that can hold your ground, hold their ground, and and they have your back. And I, I think the three four starts with the nose tackle. In my opinion, uh, when I was in San Diego, we had Jamal Williams. That defense didn't run unless Jamal Williams was, like you said, uh, reestablishing a different line of scrimmage, uh, two yards in the backfield, or he can go in a, a weak A or a strong A, or he can push that center back into the quarterback. That way. That way everybody else is playing at a different level because there's gaps. Now we can blitz because there's a, the hole that was there is a lot bigger. 
because he set the tone. I think uh, the $21 million, if they can negotiate that where he feels comfortable that he can guarantee it on the back end, where it's guaranteed, not just uh, you put it on the back end and when he gets to it, you cut him. But if it's guaranteed on the back end or this uh, at this time of the year or next year or the year after, well, you're going to get your money, but we need to prorate it where we can get some players in. I think whatever Tennessee has on their roster now, Tennessee needs on their roster because the way those guys started last year and how they finished it, I think they got the core to uh, have a pretty good season in that AFC. Spivey. Hello? Bob, you, there? you still there? Oh, yeah. I thought I lost. Oh, okay. I lost you guys. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. No, we... I just feel that uh, Shanahan was kind of picking on him, man. He's trying to, you know, come in and, and make an example out of him. And that's my take on it. I really don't. You know, you think he's a great ball player. player. And I think, man, Washington is definitely a better team with him. Without him, I think, you know, the defense is going to be in trouble a little bit. But that's, that's ways to, to make that work. I mean, he's a veteran player. That's ways to make it work. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Do you think uh, Shanahan picking on him really? Can you call it picking on him when the man is showing up and thinking he can get away like a like a Brett Favre treatment? Don't have to show up to practices and just show up for the game out of shape and not being able to finish a whole game. I mean, was was he really out of shape? You call that picking on him? You call that picking on him? You know, is he really out of shape, though? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you're going to put him through a test. How many, how many like, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, you're going to put him through, like, a conditioning test, or is he really out of shape, or is he game ready? Because in the games, he looks fine to me. He's doing his job in the game, you know, in practice. But he can never finish a game. You said what now? It's preseason. He can never finish a game. It's in preseason or in the, in, during the season? It's during the season, he can never finish a game because he didn't have to show up for practices. So Abahaver already told them, I'm coming. I'm not coming back next year to do this off-season workout. I'm gonna do what I've been doing, and I'm gonna feel good about it. So they don't want to go through this drama again. I think uh, uh, two two grown men, uh, Mike Shan- uh, Shanahan and Abahaver, uh, they don't want to bump heads with this lad again next year because he's already established before the season even started. I think it was his second preseason game uh, that. He said he's going to do what he did this year. He's going to go work out where he worked out, and he's not coming to this uh, spring, uh, this winter conditioning or, or team conditioning, and he's going to feel good about it. So uh, right. we're looking down the road for another with, uh, with Tennessee. Did, did Tennessee know about this already before shipping them off? And, and uh, Coach Fisher put up with it. Maybe that's the reason why he's going back to Tennessee because maybe he know he can get away with it with Coach Fisher in Tennessee. Don't have to practice, just show up for the game. I think uh, uh, me personally, it, it, as a player or whomever that player is, we're, we're so different of him doing what he's doing in Brett Favre. I mean, I know he's he's not Brett Favre's status, but at that position, what's, I mean, what's the difference? No one, I mean, Brett does it. That's, okay, that's just it. That's just it. He ain't. He's not playing on his twentieth year. He's not playing. He's at, he don't have a number. He don't have a Hall of Fame number. Brett Favre has. I don't even agree with what Brett Favre is doing, but he can get away with it because he's Brett Favre and people. And there may be three teams in the league that'll let him get away with that. And I'm speaking of Brett Favre right now. Let him get away with not coming to camp because they know he's a, a competitor. He's going to show up. He won't miss a game because he's hurt. He's going to find a way to play. And if he's going and while he's on the field, he's going to compete. He's going to compete to win. Albert Hainsworth don't even have Hall of Fame numbers yet. He's just a he's a big guy that in your defense he can make it work if he decides he's gonna play. 
That, I think that's the difference. That's the difference, in my, in my opinion, with the uh, right, right. Obviously, <clears throat> something. I mean, when you decide to pay a guy a hundred plus million dollars, you didn't done your research. You've done your homework on him. Right. I would assume. I would assume. <laughs> and between the lines, I'm pretty sure at that position, he's he's if not the best, but he's definitely one of the best in the game. No, nah, you you you're exactly right. That's just like when kids come out of um, college. You've done your research because you know you're going to draft this guy in the first round. you put your due diligence in and find out where's you even going. They they even go as far as going to your old neighborhood, asking your old friends what kind of guy you is. Because they are investing, especially when you're getting drafted out of high school to the professional level, they want to know what kind of person you are. They're going to put a lot of money in, uh, into you. They're going to do a lot of marketing, uh, that marketing mainly for them, uh, not the player, but the organization. But I think giving the Albert Hainsworth $100 million, you, you put your work in outside of just knowing he can play football, you've done your background check. And maybe Tennessee, and Ken had alluded to this earlier, maybe Tennessee um, didn't tell him that he was a nuisance because they was able to deal with it. You know, like some parents. Uh, well, you know, you think the scouts watching, you know, see what kind of practice habits he had and things like that. I just think, man, maybe in Washington they got too many caps. I mean, too many – they got too many, you know, OTAs, you know, and all this stuff going on. And maybe they have too much just, you know, eyewash stuff that's going on. Maybe yeah. it's just too much. He's just like, you know, what the heck with that? I don't want to deal with it no more. Because it's all I don't know what. Scouts are washed up. I don't know. I don't think scouting is a uh, – uh, I mean, my little piece on scouting. Uh, scouting is a chumps. Uh, everybody want to go with the sure thing. Everyone knows Albert Hainsworth can play football. Okay, he can play football well in a 3-4 defense. But uh, you try to put, take a three-four guy and put him in a four-four-three, uh, uh, or let's say he plays well in a four-three defense, and you try to put him in a three-four, then you got a guy who's not um, fitting your team. You got a guy because he's a good football player. Now he should be able to adjust. But when I go scout, I'm looking for a guy not the fastest, not the quickest, not the strongest. Most time he has to be smarter than everybody else, but he has to be able to fit the, the concept, the scheme of what I'm trying to do offensively or defensively. Um, before I even bring him in, if this guy is a um, a cover two corner, I can't bring him in because we blitzing all day. I need you to cover man to man, and he won't be able to do it. So you got to find a guy, and even if you're giving him a hundred million dollars, who fits your scheme, not necessarily because he can play football. Now I did say he should be able to adjust. He's an athlete; he should be able to adjust uh, to any situation. But you know, most times the reality is. Guys, some guys can't do it. That's why when guys go to different teams or get traded or doing free agents and go to different teams, you rarely hear from them again because they don't fit that scheme or that offense or that defense, and you don't hear about them anymore. He's like, what happened to this guy? He was good here on this team, but now he's just an average guy on that team because he's not fitting their scheme. He's just making football plays just because he's an athlete. And that's my, yeah, that's my opinion with that. So, I, agree, I agree with you, man. You pay a guy $100 million, you're supposed to be able to do everything. <laughs> Yeah, you you are expecting that's what you're supposed to be able to play, and that's what Shanahan expecting him to do. You got a hundred million dollars, you you got to be a uh, fit right into this four this three four defense of what we trying to do. And I'm sure they're gonna have different schemes. That Albert Harris was, he just didn't he wasn't there long enough to figure out what the schemes are gonna be because he can run a four three look and protect this guy, and make sure he can make plays, but. We'll see. This is Kwame Lasso of the Sports. Sometime Rich, we came from the ATL show. We got Junior Spav on the line. We come back in the last segment. We finish up, talk about a few things, what's going on around the valley with us, uh, what's going on in the ATL with Ken. We'll be back in uh, two minutes. 
beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the formula we got joint traveling line this is the last segment and if you have been listening and i know you have uh, throughout the time we've been on the air, last segment usually go fast. As they say it's about nine minutes, but it seems like five. So maybe mainly because we get into a lot of good topics, man, and we just flow and flow and flow. But I also like to uh, add when I have guests on the show what they have going on. I, I know right now uh, for the uh, friends of the uh, Kwame Lassa Foundation, uh, we are definitely excited about the support. Uh, everybody's been showing us uh, I've teamed up, uh, we've teamed up with the Phoenix Children's Hospital, and they have a Kids Rockstar, a fit program. The Kids Rockstar is a walking and running program, and it's targeted to low-income elementary schools. And what that is, uh, the track, uh, the activity, they, we track their activities throughout the year. School teachers reward children to uh, complete their miles and incentives. The Kids Rockstar program uh, starts up uh, just four schools, and it quickly grows over 50 schools, clubs and organizations. They are over... 2,800 kids participate in this program today, Valley Wide, and that's a good thing. I'm happy to be a part of that. Um, I got a good staff. Patricia Reyes, she's been going hard. Uh, I think I, I just added um, uh, Julie Patricks, who's a, I, I, I want to say, make her the uh, donation coordinator or, or advisor. But it, it's great. Uh, I had to still put my staff together. I just don't want to put friends up there. I want to put people who's, who's out in the Valley and who has a passion for this type of thing. 
And the greatest challenge for these kids is the ability and effort to choose to be, a, uh, be able to participate because a lot of us don't get the exercise we get or able to do that only because we don't have the, uh, the necessary um, equipment like some running shoes. So, uh, so what we did, we made it a mission to collect all new shoes uh, for more kids to participate. I like to thank these, uh, these uh, partners uh, that I've just joined up with, Fitness One Gym. Uh, we collected uh, athletic shoes, size 12, youth, and, uh, and the two gyms of this month is uh, 9028 West Union Hills. That's in Peoria, Arizona, 85382. The other, another Fitness One Gym is uh, at 16630 West Greenway Road, Surprise, Arizona, 85374. And also we'll be hosting the, uh, at Marley's doing a uh, meet and greet. Some of my uh, friends, Bobby, uh, uh, Banks, and a lot of those guys come out there. Ken, if you get out of the ATL, he'd be there definitely. He, he always shows support. So I'll be doing meet and fans, signing autographs. That's September 12th from noon to 5 p.m. Uh, partial proceeds of the day will benefit the Kwamalas Foundation. Anyone bringing a new pair of athletic shoes, size 12 youth and up, or make a donation. We're entered to win an autograph Arizona Cardinal memorabilia. And the uh, Marley's I'm talking about is on 13375 West McDowell Road, uh, number off the 101. That's in Goodyear, Arizona, 85395. Uh, seriously, uh, thanks, everybody, for the support. I'm also doing an a, a NFL show at Fox Sports on Sunday night. Uh, so you guys are all welcome to come to that. You know, uh, bring your designated driver because I'm gonna take care of you. Uh, come on out there to that and support. Show some support. That's the NFL show. Uh, I didn't mean to take up the whole nine minutes on that, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we got going. Yeah, I, I always yeah, got. Who's gonna take care of you? Yeah, I always gotta uh, you know shout that out. And don't forget, uh, I'm doing my advocate. We got advocates meeting. You can check out my advocate website. Spivey, what you got going on, man? Well, just I know you right now. Got we got the world issues, I want to be a part of it too. I mean, you showed me some interesting stuff the other night, uh, and you, you brought it up last time you were on the show, um, but I hope that's still going on because I want to try to incorporate that into some of these radio shows. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. We have the World Ventures uh, uh, travel, uh, travel Group. I have my own travel club, and that's the uh, Spivey All-Stars Travel Club. And you can find out more information at Spivey2Play, the number two, P-L-A-Y, dot worldventures, dot biz, B-I-Z. Or you can and you can also email me if you're very interested at jrspivey at gmail or jrspivey37 at gmail dot com. And uh, but it's a great great travel group group. We're uh, doing a trip in uh, December from December 1st to the 5th. We're going to Hacienda Trace Rios um, at a great price, uh, December 1st to the 5th, and uh, it's going to be a you know all VIP red carpet event. Over there in Mexico, man, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have some fun and just uh, do it up real nice. So that's what I have going on right now. And that uh, that trip um, is is really not that much once you get involved with the, uh, what you're trying to do. That trip really is not that much, is it? No, it's not that much. That particular trip, it's a VIP trip. That trip is 640 for that trip. But we we have other, you know, $49 cruises to the Bahamas, $79 cruises to the Bahamas. Uh, See, now I like to uh, uh, Cabo. You know, we right. have Cabo cruises and, and also, you know, resort trips. So it doesn't have to just be a, a cruise. We also have resort packages as well. We can customize anything because of who we are. We're able to customize any trip, anywhere. We have hunting packages. We have, uh, you know, 
uh, Super Bowl packages, you name it. We have everything, over 400 vacation packages all set for this year. We'll have more next year as well. Yeah, I like the uh, $49 so that makes a lot of sense. Like if I'm doing a radio show, uh, we can do a raffle for that $49. And I'm, I'm definitely want to do that this weekend at uh, Fox Sports, try to get a little raffle going on for the, the uh Enter for the $49 cruises and the trips all over. Uh, I think that'd be great. And we'll talk more about that. Also, uh, Junior's Bible has a fan page. And don't forget our fan page that Ken, Ken goes hard on. We, uh, a lot of times we can't finish the show within an hour, so you know, we, we finish the show on the fan page. So, uh, Ken, what's, what's going on in the ATL? What you got going on this morning? Uh, oh, man, shoot, man. Just trying to push this show out here, man. I'm still waiting on my CD, so I still haven't gotten the mail. I've been looking for in the, in the last month now, but uh, yeah, for the most out, part, uh, just trying to get the word <laughs> out there, Kwame. I mean, I'm going to be really hitting hard this week. i uh, got some uh, good connections out here that I'm going to be trying to uh, do some more plug-ins and uh, just uh, just trying to get us going out here in the ATL. Hello? Sweet, sweet. I got people out there for you, man. I got to I gotta connect you guys with my people in the ATL, man. Ken, I don't know. Ken, Ken when he was in L.A., he was, uh, he was going hard on the... Uh, he was going hard on on the marketing and doing all that stuff. He, I think he did a great job of marketing, but I know ATL, man. I, man, I used to go down to the ATL. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought some friends Durham down there, too. <clears throat> you say Darryl Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah, trying to reach out to Just send me on anything you got going on, Junior. You said what now? Yeah, just send me anything you got going on out here. Trust me, the word to get out. Hey, yeah, I'll definitely do that because I'm just trying to get everybody to start their own little travel clubs, travel group. And we all just, you know, get together and do something real big. Go to the Bahamas, go to the Atlantis, and just do it up uh, real nice, man. We can do events well, I can like do that, the, uh, golf events, you name it. Kwame Lassa uh, Foundation in the Bahamas Golf Tournament? Yes, sir. <laughs> I like no, that. I, I like the yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. That's Kwame Lassa Golf Foundation. Uh, yep. Where the proceeds go. It'll take about 18 people, man, 18 celebrities, and then take whomever you want so you can have a good time. Uh, and that, I think that'd be fun. I think oh, be golf fun. now here is real big, especially around this time. Now that the, the humidity and the heat has uh, has finally died down, uh, everybody's out there hitting the golf golf courses. Now I'm actually supposed to be getting out there uh, this Saturday, actually, with a group out there. And like I said, that'd be foolish. You sound like Spider. You fooling yourself. You fooling yourself. You sound like Spider. You can't go. You already know now. I'm, I'm always down to get free lessons out now. Hey, everybody in the world, I don't need no lesson. But speaking of golf, man, what's with Tiger Woods? Is it coming? Is it coming to the end where he has to be a captain's pick? As far as uh, I guess in the situation he was in, man, being a captain's pick is is good because he's still number one in the world. But this guy has always been there because of the numbers alone. Uh, let me get you guys quickly. Uh, well, it's gonna take 15 seconds opinion on that. He's coming back. I mean, this is his first. <laughs> tournament he shot all year where he went three rounds with 60 or better. All the stress right. is behind him. The divorce is behind him. The man can finally practice now. Leave him alone. The man shouldn't even been back this year. Uh, he's still number one in the world. Get Tiger's back on his game. All right, well, we'll see because I can't wait the next year to see what Tiger does. I know Spivey, a uh, huge Tiger fan. Oh, yeah, Tiger's back, man. He's back. He'll be fine. He's going to be fine. You saw him, man. All right. <laughs> As soon as he came off the money, he was good. You know, he just had to off of him. So he's back. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish this off. We're gonna probably check our fan page. Check out uh, Spivey. Uh, we in his website. Go to his fan page. Uh, Tiger get a few more girlfriends. He'd be back in business. He'd be number one for good <laughs> by distance. 
Yeah, he's just about to short right Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. I would like to thank James Favi, uh World Series winner with the Diamondbacks, uh, for joining the show. We'll see you guys next week. Put them in the trash, back you up, now you garbage. Look, don't even try it. I'm a crush up on ripping rhymes, it's my diet. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management